0: (laughs) You're listening to RPI Takes on the World. No, no, no. Take it again. It's got to be bigger than that. This is important, meaningful stuff. But it wasn't important or meaningful. It's just one man giving his opinions on whatever random thoughts enter his mind on that particular day. What is up, you guys? Thanks for checking out the RPI Takes on the World podcast. This is episode three. Today, I'm going to talk about a couple TV shows... That I got into and I got hooked on and now they're so depressing that it's ridiculous and I'm also so hooked on them that I can't stop watching them because I'm an OCD freak and so now I must know what happens, right? I'm a total maniac about that kind of stuff. I'm also going to talk about tattletaling on social media and how much I hate it and I've got a local example of something that popped up a couple weeks ago that just... It's just, it's everything I hate about social media. And the third thing I'm going to talk about is um, these big businesses that you see randomly. And uh, I don't know who keeps these businesses in business. Like, I don't know who shops there. So I'm going to get started talking about these TV shows. it all came about um, about a week ago. I went... Uh, To a little, a small venue in Kansas City called the Record Bar, which is awesome. And I'd heard about this place, but I'd never been there before. And um, I went and saw the Glorious Sons, and this is a this is a band out of Canada. And every now and then, like I'll stumble onto a band I don't know, like whether I hear them on the radio or Spotify or whatever. And typically. You know, I'll find, if I find a band that I like on Spotify, I don't know if you guys do this, but what I'll do is I'll just go to the artist page and then check out like their top four or five songs, whatever's listed there, or 10. And if I like those, then I'll go to the, you know, I'll start going through their albums and their records and listening and listening. And, you know, I've always been, I was a musician forever. I've been a musician for a long time. I've always been a fan of music. And I feel like rock music kind of went through this weird, like, it just kind of. It didn't die out, but it kinda died out for a while, you know. Um, because when I was a kid in, in like in college in the nineties, you know, there was this crazy like I feel like I came up with this great this great time of music because the time that I the, the music that I grew up really getting a hold of during high school and college was what what I kinda call like real music. It wasn't it wasn't the hairband stuff from the eighties. It was more like you know, bands like Nirvana and Stone Temple Pilots and the Screaming Trees. And then I got into Paul Westerberg and like all these just, uh, like just great rock bands, right? And I'm starting to see, you know, recently over the last couple of years, I feel like there's been a few of these bands that are coming out that remind me of that. They just remind me of good... Just, just a good. I guess it's alt rock. I don't even know what you call it now, but I, I know the alternative stations in Kansas City play it. I um, know the they're the stations that we're putting on the show. But I mean, I went and saw the Glorious Sons. I was already a huge fan just because, um, like I said, I I've stumbled upon them somewhere found them on Spotify, and I love the recorded music. But then when I went and saw them live, I mean, that for me is always, the, that's the real deal. Like when a band is great live and they've got the songs, like there's nothing better. And they're really the second band that I've seen like that in a while. That And last year I went and saw Judah and the Lion and it was the same exact way. It just reminded me, it took me back to college when, you know, bands were just a group of guys or girls or girls and guys or whatever that just made great music and, you know, started out, got in a van and just did it. And that's what both of those bands remind me of. But anyway, last weekend I went and uh, we went and saw the Glorious Suns down at the record bar, had a few drinks, and it'd been just a crazy month in February because. You know, I, I think I talked about on one of these last podcasts. My dad had open heart surgery. Um, you know, I started my own business, so I work a lot. Of, I work crazy hours anyway. But when that was going on, I just didn't have any downtime. Because if I did have downtime, I was at the hospital. Um, you know, so for it was something like six weeks. There was like six weeks in a row where I did not have a day like off. Well, I didn't take a day. To just like hang out like I was working because if I wasn't working, I was spending time at the hospital. So all my free time was there. So then I was coming home and you know, I do content uh, creation and video production and stuff. So I was working either I was either working or I was at the hospital for like six weeks straight, which is, again, everything came out really well. So I'm not complaining about it but i was pretty exhausted so last weekend went and saw the glorious sons on saturday night and then sunday just had a day where i just didn't do anything and you know me and me and ashley just hung out all day and caught up on tv shows and and one of the shows that we caught up on that i hadn't watched i don't even know how long but is is this is us right and I'm watching this show. I don't even know what we we caught up on it, so I don't even know what season it's on now. Maybe three, I think something like that. And I'm watching this show, and I'm like, man, this is the most depressing like family. Like they've had the the, the worst luck ever, right? And I started thinking about that. And the other show that I got into last fall, whenever it came on, there's a show called A Million Little Things that's on. Uh, I think it's on ABC or whatever. I always I don't. I don't have TV so I watch all this stuff on Hulu or Netflix or wherever it streams. So I was watching uh you know I got I got really into This Is Us when it first came on because they were it was like the the main characters are about my age so like when they were throwing it back you know it reminded me of being a kid and I mean I like I liked the characters. I loved the story. You know, there was all the mystery at the beginning of it. And um, when Mil- A Million Little Things came out, same type of deal. I was a huge fan of, uh, of Ron Livingston. He was, you know, he was in Swingers. He was in um, Office Space. The guy's been in just everything i think he was in friends way back in the day huge fan of his huge fan of james rode who's also in a million, uh, million little things he was on psych i was a big fan of psych way back when so i was excited to watch that show and it's also these two shows are just depressing as hell and so i actually i had to go through and just list out like i did i did show prep for you guys today <laughs> just to prove my point because i'm like am i crazy am i am i dreaming this up but I'm not, and I mean i've got I've got friends, and everybody's struggling with something right like everybody's got you know they've 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 had a sick family member they've had somebody in their friend group that maybe either got sick or struggled with addiction or whatever, but these people it's every single person in their family or in their friend group or whatever and and in order to make my point, i'm gonna go through these characters I'm gonna tell you why. This is the most depressing shit <laughs> that, that's called entertainment. And I'm, I'm, I'm annoyed at this point that I'm so far into these shows that I can't just pull back and stop watching them. And so I'm going to start off with This Is Us, and I'm going to come in hot with the most depressing character that's ever, ever been portrayed on television, right? And that is Jack. That's the dad, right? So he grows up. He has an alcoholic, abusive father. So he has a terrible childhood. He's got a little brother that he protects, which he ends up going to Vietnam because he's worried about his little brother. His little brother becomes a drug addict in Vietnam, right? His little brother kills a child in Vietnam. Then Jack comes home, meets this woman, Mandy Moore, whatever her name is in the show. They have triplets. One of the the triplets dies, right? And then, as if that wasn't bad enough, like... Fifteen years later, the guy dies in a fire. I mean, I like of all the ways to die, I can't imagine there there are a few ways that are worse than dying in a fire. Now, granted, he didn't like get cooked up in the fire, like right, he died because of the smoke inhalation and had a heart attack or whatever. But let's just look at that guy. That is one tough life. And you think that's you think that's it? You think that's enough? depressing, depressing shit for one show, but no, 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 no. Let's go on to Mandy Moore. Now, she's, she had dreams of being a musician, right? So she and Jack drive out to LA and to pursue her dreams, and she gets told immediately that she's Pittsburgh good because they're from Pittsburgh. Now, first of all, I take issue with this as a musician because that is just not how this shit goes down ever in real life. And that was my one thing when, when we watched, uh, I watched um, A Star is Born, right? And everybody's freaking out over this movie. Now, first of all, I have been, uh, I'm, I'm a Lady Gaga fan, right? Even when she was wearing the meat dress and doing all the antics and the stunts and everything, like, for all of that crazy stuff that she did, you know, she had, she always had the talent. Like, to me, it was sad that she had to do that stuff. And I understand why she felt like she had to do it because, You know, she doesn't look like a model. I think she's attractive. You know, she's not, she's not ugly or anything, but she's not like, you know, she's not a, she's not a supermodel. So she does all this crazy stuff. But the thing of it is, and and I think, I don't think many musicians would disagree as far as like pop music goes, she is the real deal. She can write, she can play, she can sing her ass off. And she's always been great. But the thing that I didn't like about A Star is Born was just the way they made it look like all of a sudden this guy, you know, Bradley Cooper comes in and, you know, who, and, and again, I love Bradley Cooper. I think the movie was good, but I just don't like when they, when they just act like, you know, this guy stumbles into a bar, watches this girl sing, and like a year later, she's on stage singing to millions of people. Like that's just not how it works. So anyway, so Mandy Moore, we're back to this as us now. Sorry for that little that little detour. She goes to LA. Oh, you're no good. So her dreams get crushed right there. Then she comes home, obviously, has triplets, one of her babies dies. Terrible. As if that's not bad enough. 15 years later, her husband, the love of her life, dies in the fire. Super depressing. The husband and wife life's tough right let's keep going let's keep going on with the negativity let's just keep pouring it on like this is great family entertainment like let's get the whole let's get the whole family let's sit around the tube and let's watch this as us so we can have a good cry okay so we've got the big three is what they're called the triplets right so you got Kate that's the first one now Kate she seems like a nice girl but she's dealing dealing with severe obesity and these are issues that she's been dealing with since she was a kid. Therefore, she struggles with depression and she can't live up to her perfect mother's shadow. And then later on, of course, you know, so she's she's dealing with all that stuff, which is very real. And then, of course, she comes to the, the point where she finds a guy. She finds Toby and he loves her, appreciates her, treats her well, and she, they want to get pregnant. Well, she can't get pregnant. Then finally, she does get pregnant. And now... She is pregnant, and and I am just telling you right now, if that baby is born on this show and it's not healthy, if there's not 10 fingers and 10 toes, I'm going to throw my TV through the window. Like I cannot handle if this poor child is deformed in some way, is sick in some way, so help me God. I will rip the TV off the wall. I will throw it through the window. I'll probably rip my shirt off and act like a maniac. I can't handle it. I cannot handle it. And as if Kate didn't, the obesity thing wasn't bad enough, let's not forget that Kate's dad, Jack, of course, dies in a fire when she's in high school, right? But what's even worse about that? He died in a fire and it was her fault because she's like, where's my dog? And the dad says, don't worry, I'll go get the dog, which, you know what? Much respect, like if Nash, if my, if, if my dog or my cat was in the house in the fire, I think, I, I, I would like to think that I would go back in after those animals because I do get that. But I mean, as if that was not, as if the, the obesity and everything else was not enough depressing shit, she's also got to live with the guilt that her dad died in a fire and it was basically all her fault, right? So then we move on to Kevin. The, the, uh, the second of the big three. And he is the uh, other biological kid. Just a strapping, great-looking guy. Amazing, uh, great body, successful Hollywood actor. But stop it. He also has a boatload of issues and shit going on in his life, right? First of all, he's very depressed because he was typecasted in a show just because of his good looks and his body. We also have to remember that he got his leg broken and lost what was sure to be a D1 football scholarship his senior year of high school. And then, as if that wasn't bad enough, of course everything comes back to Jack dying in the fi- fire. And Kevin just was a, being a, a typical teenage dick to his dad. And th- that was how that was the last time he saw his dad. So not only does he have to deal with the the shit and the loss of losing your father, but then he's got to deal with the guilt and the fact that the last time he, like, interacted with his dad, he was just an asshole to him. All right. Now, final. Third, the last big character on This Is Us. This is Randall. He is the adopted brother of, of uh, Kate and Kevin, right? And so he's a wildly successful executive. Does very well for himself. But – let's let's not just let let's not let life be be good for him. And why isn't it good? Well, he was adopted. His father, who was a drug addict, left him on the steps of I think a fire department or something like that. So his father couldn't raise him. So he gets adopted by a white family and there's struggles there, right? It was the 80s. But, you know, as a as a as a young black kid being raised by a white family, that's going to bring up about issues. But I think the worst issue Worse than probably the race stuff that he went through was the fact that his mom knew who his dad was and she just lied to him his whole life about it. Because eventually, as, an, as a grown-up, he goes to find his dad as a lot of adopted kids do and I understand that, right? I think being adopted, it, it's one of those things where it's really hard if you don't know. You struggle with not knowing who your biological parents are. So, you know, he'd been through the same struggles. Obviously, he lost his dad in a fire when he was like 17. And then he goes and finds his real dad. And that's great, right? Hold on. His real dad has got cancer and then dies. I think it's cancer. But then his real dad dies a sad, tragic death, like, I don't know, months after meeting his son. So my point is, look, I know everybody in real life has got some shit going on in their lives. But this is like, they've ratcheted it up so high that I can't even handle it. And I feel like, I feel like the people that wrote the show A Million Little Things, I feel like they're in some kind of a direct competition with the This Is Us writers. And I feel like they're like, you know, I I see you, This Is Us. I see you with the dad who dies in a fire. I see that we're going to take it up a notch. We're going to bring in cancer. We're going to bring in suicide. We're going to bring in adultery. All that good stuff. So now, I did you guys a favor because you're probably wondering, Hey, Ryan, what do you think is going on with the uh, Million Little Things cast? What, what's that about? What, 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 is their, what, are, what are their plights like? Well, I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked what their plights like. We're going to go through this, okay? First of all, the main character, John, right? Successful, uh, millionaire-ish at least, Right? Commercial real estate guy up in, uh, where are they? They're in Boston, I guess. Everything looks good on the outside, right? He's got a beautiful wife, couple beautiful kids, mansion, gorgeous house. And, uh, oh, yeah, he kills himself in the first episode. Jumps right out the window, bro. Right out the window. But before he did that, he apparently went did something. He had a business deal go south during which business deal he had leveraged his entire family's, their home their personal savings everything so he completely bankrupts his family his daughter son and wife and jumps out the window so we're coming in hot like right now i feel like the million little things writers like ha 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 we're coming in episode one we got a suicide boom right there but you know what they weren't happy with just the suicide. They're going to take it up a little bit. And we're going to introduce you to Delilah Dixon, who is John's wife. Again, millionaire lifestyle, beautiful husband, beautiful kids. Everything is picture perfect. And then we find out, of course, it's, her for, it's the first episode. Her husband kills himself, right? Just, I mean, you think dying in a fire is bad. What about your spouse killing themselves? As if that wasn't bad enough. Then we find out she was banging one of her husband's best friends. Okay? Oh, that's nice. That's good. So her life wasn't all rosy either. Then we find out she's pregnant. She's pregnant from the best friend of her husband who she was banging who ends up killing himself. Oh, and by the way, she's sitting in a, a probably a 2 million dollar house up in Massachusetts which is no longer hers anymore. Like, let's just get depressed you guys. Let's get let's get really depressed. Let's keep on going with the million little things, like the million little depressing things. That's what they should call this show. A million little depressing ass things that happened to one friend group in Boston. That's what the that's what the full title of this show should be. Let's bring in Maggie Bloom, okay? She's like a psychologist, psychiatrist. I'm not sure which, but she's successful in her own right. But she has cancer. And not only has she had cancer, she has had cancer two times. OK, I mean, the Million Little Things writers, they are taking this shit. This is like this is like Michael Jordan versus LeBron levels of depressive writing, character development shit going on with these people. Like, oh, oh, oh yeah, your dad died in a fire. Oh, uh, that's too bad. That's too. B- oh, yeah. He, you had a you had a, a triplet. You had one of them die. Guess what? This girl, she had cancer twice, two times cancer, two times. Oh, oh but as if that wasn't bad enough. She's got a severely strained relationship with her mom. Her mom, who we come to find out, is Michael Scott's uh, ex-girlfriend, I guess, Jan from The Office. Jan from The Office is the mom of Maggie, who has had cancer two times, but wait, 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 that's not depressing enough. Guess what else? Maggie's brother died when they were in high school. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's good, million, million little things, writers. You guys are just crushing it million little depressing things that happened to one friend group in boston now we're going to introduce gary mendez this is james rode's character if you're if you're old balls like me and you remember that show psych that was on uh god i don't even know man it was probably like the like mid 2000s like 06 to like 2014 if you i don't know i don't know if you'll like it i love the show um and that's what I've always ever since then I've liked Gary Mendez. Or not Gary Mendez. <laughs> I've liked James Rode, the guy that plays Gary Mendez. I think he's I, I love his, I think his personality is great. I think he's a good actor. He was in the uh, he was in the Dukes of Hazard movie with Jessica Simpson whenever that came out way back when. But also, let's not forget, he is a man that has breast cancer. So now we've got three cases of cancer in one friend group in Boston. One friend group in Boston three cases of cancer Maggie taking one for the team because she's had two cases of cancer Gary having one having one case of cancer and his best friend killed himself now that's that's rough right but let's take it up a notch guess what Gary was just a massive dick to his best friend the day before he killed himself let's dump a little more guilt on top of that sadness The guilt is like the the syrup and the pancakes are like the sadness. Just dumping some more, dumping some more of that, uh, the guilt, the Ancha guilt on those, uh, those fluffy ass sadness pancakes right there. That's what that is. We're going to keep going because these writers, they're, they're just depressing everybody. They're, they're knocking it out of the park. They're kicking the shit out of this is us. What do you got? You got a, you got a dad that dies in a fire? You got a, ba- a dead baby triplet? <laughs> that Forget about it. A million little things. We're taking that shit next level, okay? So now we got Eddie Seville, right? Good looking guy, musician. But then we find out he was in a terrible marriage. He's a musician. God bless him. He's an alcoholic. Battles with addiction, right? That's terrible. And that is, that's tough, right? That's really tough. And you might have someone in your life like this, maybe an uncle, maybe a cousin, maybe a friend. But did that person that was fighting with alcoholism and addiction, were they also having an affair with their best friend's wife whom they happened to get pregnant? Oh, and also... Let's not forget that the best friend kills himself shortly after finding out that you're banging his wife. I mean, guys, this spiderweb, it's just, it's widespread. It's massively depressing. Let's just keep watching. Like I said, bring the kids in. Let's get the whole family, get some popcorn. Let's cry our eyes out, okay? So now we're going on from Eddie Seville who was a kind of a has-been washed up musician but he's getting back on the road. He's doing things right. So he's got a wife, ex-wife, not ex-wife, whatever. She's a beautiful, powerful attorney. But apparently she's just an awful person. Like that's what they let us think out of the gate. But if that's not enough, she's overworked, she's depressed because she's missing her baby growing up because she's working so many hours to provide for her deadbeat musician husband who happens to be cheating on her with one of her best friends and he also happens to get her pregnant, okay? Let's not, let's not forget about that. She's dealing with all of that guilt as well. Catherine, that's rough. We got one more couple in this friend group, this poor friend group that has just been riddled with the absolute worst luck all, all the way around, okay? So we got Rome now. Very successful man, lives in a beautiful apartment in Boston, drives an amazing car, married to a beautiful wife, but wait, his life is also a mess of shit. So don't get in front of yourselves. He's got a great career as some kind of a, like a a, a television, he produces television commercials and stuff like that, but he's depressed because he is an artist. And as an artist, you know, he's very sad because instead of creating his feature film, He's off making, apparently, hundreds of thousands of dollars making commercials for us to watch on these TV shows. So he's very sad. How sad is he, Ryan? I'm glad you asked. He was actually trying to kill himself when he got the phone call from his best friend that his other best friend actually had killed himself, okay? He's also battling depression, clearly, which is not surprising after you hear about the suicide. And that brings us to Regina, his wife. Again, Rome, great look. The great looking couple. All these people are attractive people, successful people and they're all miserable as hell, right? So Regina, beautiful woman, married to a beautiful man, living in a beautiful apartment. She's a chef, but let's not forget she's married to a man who is battling with depression who has attempted to kill himself. And this is really like, like, she's like the best one off right now, right? Like, oh, well, that does suck, you know, but it's not that terrible. Well, wait, wait, she's got a really strained relationship with her mother. She and her mother hate each other and they've always hated each other. And we wonder about, we don't really know why. And then all of a sudden, guess what? We find out that Regina, what can these writers, what has not been used yet? from any of these writers on these two shows if you said molestation you're the winner that's right she was molested as a child by her uncle so there you go right there I'm gonna go ahead and give the goat depressing status to the million little things writers i it was neck and neck you guys like I said it's like LeBron and Jordan there's a lot of there's a lot of give and take on each side of it But I really feel like the Million Little Things writers took all that depressing shit that was going on in This Is Us and they just said, you know what, we're going to take it up like a whole other level. And that's what they did. So if you're like me, you started watching these shows and they just kind of, they slowly eased you into the depression that was going on. And now you're stuck and you're so deep in it that you got to finish watching it. Like, I can't wait for these shows to be over. I can't wait for Game of Thrones to come back so I can have something else to watch. You know what I mean? Like, April can't get here quick enough. Whatever, I digress. So as if that wasn't enough, I'm gonna, we're going to downshift and we're going to move into the, uh, the tattletailing on social media. So this is a couple weeks old. This is from um, the 25th of February. So K-State and KU were playing uh, basketball. They were playing in Lawrence. And I, I grew up in Kansas City. Like, I went to Mizzou. I have a ton of family and friends that went to KU. Um, I've been surrounded by Kansas basketball my entire life. I'm not a Kansas basketball fan. But I also, and a lot of my Mizzou people will get pissed. I don't root against KU. I I never have. So, anyway, Kansas has had a terrible year this year playing basketball. And K-State has had a great year playing basketball. I'm not a huge sports guy. So, like, I know kind of, like, big picture stuff. That's what's going on. But anyway, um, K-State was playing KU in Lawrence at Allen Fieldhouse, which is a big deal. And there's a guy, Nate Bucati. And again, I'm not a huge um, sports guy or sports talk guy, but Nate Buchady, just because I'm in Kansas City, I know who he is. He does sports talk, I think on 810, one of the big stations in Kansas City. And there's this video of him like taunting one of the K-State players. He's a KU, I guess, alum or fan or whatever, and this random guy—I don't know who it is. So this video gets passed around of Nate Buchady like taunting this this college athlete, and this guy basically calls him out on Twitter, and uh, he says, "You know," and he at mentions Nate Buchady is a forty-something KU athletics alum with a journalism degree, the PBP voice of Sporting KC. And a member of 810 Border Patrol, that's a radio station here in Kansas City. That's him waving a stat sheet at the K-State basketball player tonight at KU. Sigh. This is not okay. I'm embarrassed for him and for KC Media. That's what he says, right? Now, it's important for me to note that this guy... Also, he tagged Nate Bucati, he tagged KU Athletics, he tagged Sporting KC, he tagged 810 Border Patrol, and he tagged K-State Men's Basketball. So this guy is essentially just tattletaling on Nate Bucati, okay? Now, I don't, again, I'm not a KU fan, I don't know Nate Bucati, but I, I, I don't care. If you're at a sporting event, whether you've had a few beers or not, and you're riled up And you're taunting a player by... He's like basically waving a stat sheet in front of this player. Like, uh, uh, who cares? Is it a douchey? It's a little douchey. It's a little douchey, right? But who hasn't done something douchey? And this is what drives me crazy about this tattletale bullshit culture that's going on right now. This guy is calling out Nate Bucati, but he's also tagging all of his employers. He's tagging Sporting KC, and he's tagging 810 Border Patrol. He's tagging KU Athletics, and he's tagging K-State. This guy is tattletaling on another grown man. Like, when we were kids, like, my parents taught me, don't be a tattletale. That was one of the big things. This is one grown man acting like a little bitch tattling on another grown man. Look, man, we all, I've done so many douchey things in my life as a grown-up. I did plenty of douchey things as a kid, too. But even after I knew better, I did douchey things. Which is why when I see people doing douchey things, I might be like, yo, you're being a douchebag. That was a douche move. I might call them out on Twitter. I doubt. It. Actually, you know what? I wouldn't. I've never done that. I make, I might make fun of the situation. But I'm certainly not going to try to get somebody fired. Or try to get him in trouble with their boss? Like, what are you doing? What the hell are you doing? Greg, when you're tagging this guy and tattling on him to his bosses. Like, that's more like, like Nate Bucati was caught up in the moment, right? It's a big rivalry. It's a big game. He's on the floor watching this game. Is he being an asshole? Maybe. But who cares? These are college athletes, you know? When you're in when you're playing in in a big rivalry game like K State versus KU, I'm sorry, if Kansas was playing Missouri in a basketball game, Missouri fans, the Antlers, like not only the students who are like the Antlers student section, but you've also got all the alumni, they're gonna be jackasses, right? Because of the the rivalry. That's part of the fun of sports. Is you get to go be a jackass. You get to forget about all the stuff that's going on in your life and you shouldn't have to worry about being called out. Now, as long as you're not being physically violent to another person in the stands or whatever, but just getting into the game and you're calling him out to his bosses, I'm more disgusted. I'm embarrassed for this Greg guy. What a loser. Like, what a loser. To call out another grown man on social media and try to get him in trouble with his bosses, it's just gross. It's just gross. I hate this gotcha culture that we live in right now. It's just, I mean, just quit, quit it. Just stop trying to catch people doing shitty things because we all, here's 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 the plot twist, everybody. We all do shitty things from time to time. We all make asses out of ourselves. I mean, come on. I'm gonna get off that, and and we're gonna to go to something that's a little more a little more peaceful. I'm gonna calm down. I'm gonna calm down, and I'm gonna ask some questions because the other day I was out doing a little shopping with Ashley K, and we were, uh, you know, we were at Nordstrom Rack. I'm not bragging. I'm not bragging about shopping in Nordstrom Rack, but as a middle-aged man, it's one of the places I like to go. And um, we come out of there, and we're driving through. This is uh, in Kansas City, and right like right next to it. There's a Skechers store, like a Skechers store. I, I, I am like, my mind is blown. I don't know how Skechers has its own store, like Skechers in general, like, like if they have them at Nordstrom Rack or at Payless Shoes or Foot Locker or whatever, I mean, fine on Amazon, I get it. I don't know anyone. Who wears Skechers? Now, maybe it's something because I don't have kids. Maybe like, kid? do kids, is it kids? Is it like kids? Is it a big kid brand? Like I know like young, like I know Vans are big with like the preteen and the teen teen crowd. Like that's that was never my thing. I was never into that. I think it's like a big skate, the skate culture thing that I don't know anything about. Like is Skechers like that? Like who's wearing Skechers? And the fact that enough people are wearing Skechers for them to have their own store, shocking to me. It's just absolutely shocking to me. And and it just leads me to believe there's a whole subculture of people out there that I've never ever met. And I, I find it odd because I'm a grown I'm a grown man and I've met people from all sorts of socioeconomic backgrounds, races, religions, genders, all of it. I don't know anybody that's like, man, I love me some sketchers. Like I love sketchers. I just I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where that's coming from. I'm assuming, I'm assuming it's the same people that are like eating at Hardee's, right? (laughs) Because that's another thing. I, I drive by a Hardee's. I see commercials on TV or I see commercials on social media or I see billboards or whatever. It's the same exact thing. I've never once in my life had a friend, a family member, anyone say, hey man, I'm hungry. What do you want to eat? Hardee's not even on accident like maybe if i was hungover and nothing else was open or if i was like like when i was younger i feel like there was like a there might have been a hardees when i was a kid like i remember when i was a kid in the 80s i remember you know they used to give out toys like um they would have promotions where they would give out toys right i remember the dukes of hazard i don't know what they gave out like one of the little cars like the general lee or something and they gave it out at, like you had to go buy like a kid's meal at hardy's like a happy meal but the hardy's version of it or some shit like that's the last time i went to hardy's because they were giving out this duke's of hazard thing and i had to go and i remember my parents like i guess we'll go to hardy's because you want this toy but otherwise we'd never go to hardy's so i just I, I feel like if you go to hardy's maybe there's like a whole restaurant full of people in there that are wearing sketcher shoes right And then like the next day, they're probably going to go to Long John Silver because I don't know who who, who the hell goes there either. Maybe Catholics on Lent are going to Long John Silver on Friday because they don't want to eat meat on Friday. And then Saturday, they're going to Hardee's in their Skechers. And then later on that night, they're going home to watch the WNBA. Like there are all these subculture like things that are just giant, massive businesses and companies and shit. And I don't know anybody that cares about any of them. Like I feel like I'm in the Truman Show, and I feel like it's all fake. Like, like I feel like there can't be that many people wearing Skechers, eating Hardee's, watching the WNBA, watching the local news. Like all of it. Like who who are they? Where are they? I I don't know where they are. The answer is I don't know. I don't know where they are. But I do know that I appreciate you listening to this podcast wrapping up the third episode if you like what you heard i'm just getting started just getting started get on the train early it's gonna be a fun one um rate comment subscribe if you have friends that you think would like this please share it with them also connect with me on my socials i love uh twitter and instagram and both of my socials on there are at rpi takes i'll have the website up soon and you'll be able to follow along on there as well i appreciate y'all hanging out have a good one and i will talk to you soon Thanks for listening to RPI Takes on the World. Please share with your friends, subscribe, rate, and review.